0: stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready let me be honest i don't know a single thing that i haven't done to make you notice me let me be real here when i see you my heart starts racing but i don't know if i like this Shame that my hands are shaking My hands are shaking all of the time when you're around me. But
1: this time, this time, you don't listen to me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Today is May 29th, 2020. Friday of the seventh week. And we're picking up a reverb again. <laughs> Not sure where it's at. But... uh We'll find it real quick here. Let's kill that. Sp- hmm. Maybe it's that. Hello, everybody.
2: You hear it? Hello.
1: Today is 29th, 2020.
2: I got it. Friday of the seventh week.
1: Now it's good. <laughs> all right, let's start that over. Hey, everybody, it's Friday. It's a short week. See what happens when it's a short week. You get all kind of discombubulated. Spell that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the ever-changing Cardone Recording Studio, and what we know will be a great show. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Father Lin Nguyen. Tonight, we're live again after pre-recording last week with, with Dr. Reinhardt, which I think we got a lot of good feedback on that. Is that right? Good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went back and watched the show, because I had to do some audit. uh Editing, editing. On, on, the, on the sound side to get it up on the podcast. And I think we need more Trinity graduates on on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you agree,
3: Dallas? Absolutely. <laughs> we need some uh, Western graduates. Uh, hey, man, go get them. We'll who, put them on. Who, who do y'all have that stands out like a famous Trinity grad? Besides yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not famous.
1: Uh, we got some Super Bowl winners. Do you? Yeah. So do we. Yeah. Car-
3: Joe Jacoby, one of the hogs. Oh, Joe Jacoby. And the Washington Redskins.
1: Cardwell Gardner. Do you remember him? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know he was Trinity. Yeah. And his brother Donnie both uh, got Super Bowl rings. So, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, I don't think they were Catholic, though. But we can still have them on the show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cardwell actually lives in Lexington. He's raising his kid. I think his kid goes to Tate's Creek. So. As I say every week, the purpose of the show is to get engaged with the parishioners and fellow people in our community, especially at St. Francis and John Catholic Parish. parish. And uh, we hope maybe sometimes we can even catechize and hear stories that, you know, bolster our faith. Uh, we really want you to learn a little bit about us, and hopefully we will learn a little bit about you. Deacon's Discussing Doctrine is based at Saints Francis and John Catholic Parish, a part of the Catholic Diocese of Lexington. Saints Francis and John boast over 650 families and is a growing and thriving part of the Georgetown community. Whether you are already a parishioner, a newcomer, a friend of a friend, or someone just exploring churches in our area, we hope you will find this show enjoying and informative. It is our desire that Deacon's Discussing Doctrine reflects our spirit of community and our love of Christ and neighbor. As is the case with most churches, we survive through the goodwill of our parishioners and friends through donations. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please consider giving online at ssfj.org. That's ssfj.org. That link will take you directly to our online giving portal for a one-time donation, as well as weekly or regular tithing. And as always, we thank you, for your generosity, we definitely thank people for their generosity, right? Yes, online giving is the way to go right now. It's a way to do it, especially if you're coming to church on Sunday <laughs> at a Cardone. i let maybe that'll be one of you all's current events. Does it? Do y'all have a current event? You have a current event? Do you have a current event?
4: We all have a current event.
1: What's your current event?
4: Right now, I'm sitting in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't go
3: on, if, you,
1: if you don't go online, there will be a basket at the exit when you leave Cardone. Yeah, so we're we're pretty excited about uh, how mass turned out last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. It was great. There was uh, 250 people. 250. It was hot. It was hot. Some of us got sunburned. Some of us didn't. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to do my current event because our guest is in the studio with us, so we'll jump through this real quick. And I'm talking about this because I'm a Knight of Columbus, and this is a big deal. Uh, May 27th, the Vatican announced that Pope Francis had attributed a miracle to the intercession of the founder of the Knights of Columbus, the Venerable Michael J., Father Michael J. McGivney, which means that soon he will be known as Blessed and just needs one more miracle attributed to him to be canonized a saint. Um, big deal?
4: Very big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you wait <laughs> so, long enough.
1: Yeah, well, he's, you know, he's he's not that old, right, 18, 1827, 1827. something like that. Tom Johnson, if he's listening, he'll tell me I got the date wrong. That's okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's a big deal. Uh, they're going to have a mass. They're trying to figure it out. Uh, the uh, It's not the canon. What's what's the name of the mass that they would have for that? It's not the canonization. So no, it's the beatification. Beatification, yeah. So that'll be <coughs> at his parish in Connecticut, So yes. New Haven. So that'll be a pretty big deal. So you're up, Dallas. What's yours?
3: Well, we go from good news to this is kind of a bummer, bad news. Um, the this summer, the diocese of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's my hometown. we Will initiate another round of mergers, bringing its, bringing its current 152 parishioners, and it used to be 188. So they've already had one parishes. You mean parishes. I'm yeah. sorry. One hundred and fifty-two parishes down to a hundred and six. So that's quite uh, wow. While the consolidation is difficult, Pittsburgh Bishop David Zubik said it will allow the church more effectively carry out its ministry. So they're doing away with some parishes, and that's that's really nationwide. We
1: haven't had that happen here, not yet.
4: Oh, uh, we got one or two small in a mountain arranging. Oh,
1: yeah. There's, I mean, they can't yeah, get much know, smaller, can they? I?
4: <laughs> I think when when people hear the language of shut down churches, they get really panicked, but it's not the case because demographic people are moving. Okay, like I, when I use in Chicago, you know, all most of the downtown churches just not work anymore. People move out to suburb, so a suburb they build new churches, right, right to accommodate the people. In downtown nobody show up, so they have to shut it down. So when you hear this language, people get really panicking. Say the church, something wrong. Will, you know what happened, but it's not the case.
1: It's like, dynamic.
4: It's dynamic. Like you know, in Louisville, they merge like four or five school into one. You know, three church into one. They do quite regularly.
1: Yeah, so, we talked about that with Doctor Reinhardt last yeah. week. Yeah, his home so, parish. Yeah. So it happens. So maybe it's not bad news. Maybe it's just. The it's church, healthy. the church is moving.
4: Healthy. Well,
3: if if you read the rest of the article, it's bad. It's news. It's bad news because <laughs> <laughs> after this
1: is over, they'll, they'll be filing bankruptcy. So oh, okay. <laughs> so you don't have a current event. So that's I'm, it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so last week, <laughs> last week we started our series uh, "Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives," and uh, that's our this is our second guest in two weeks for that. So I'm going to give Mr. <clears throat> Bill Wren's introduction. And when I do these, it usually doesn't sound like ordinary people, just so you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> but you, you gave me a lot of this data, but we'll, <laughs> I'll let you highlight what you don't like uh, or, or do like or key on whatever you want to do uh-huh. after, I, after I read this. So. Sure. Bill was born in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. Pennsylvania. I get a story about that. Yeah. <laughs> Grandson of Italian immigrants, raised in the Roman Catholic faith. Uh, his father was a professional jazz drummer who inspired and influenced his music. Following high school, he left Pittsburgh and attended Grand Canyon University in Arizona. That's a pretty long haul. Pittsburgh to Arizona. Commuted. (laughs) During this time, Bill experienced a conversion to a personal and intimate faith in Jesus Christ. Through this faith, he felt God's call to ministry and began a lifetime of helping people to find faith, hope, and encouragement. And after graduating from Grand Canyon, Bill attended Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, during which time he traveled the country sharing his music. Following graduation, Bill was a pastor for 12 years in Texas and Pennsylvania, and in 1998, he left the pastoral ministry and created Bill Wren Music, which has produced six projects as well as a brand new release. I think we're going to talk about today, right? Another day? yeah. Yeah. Bill then moved back to Arizona, where he worked as a cybersecurity professional. If my my two sons are listening, they they probably would have questions about that. They're both (laughs) uh, in the IT side of things. Yeah, there you go. During Easter week in 2015, he attended a Holy Thursday Mass where he felt a call to return to the Catholic Church, the faith of his fathers. Later that year, he married his wife, Anne, with whom he moved to Kentucky. There they began attending St. Francis and John Catholic Parish where they met the dynamic co-host, Mrs. Dr. Uh, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. <Doctor, laughs> that doesn't that say that. I'm really. uh, <laughs> <laughs> <a mad> living <laughs> Father Lin Wynn, a place that they now call their faith home. Bill, who is now retired, devotes his time and passion to his music and mentoring. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Bill Wren. Yay! Yay. Yeah. The great all the Bill. way from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah.
5: Hey, thanks for uh, having me. It's an honor to be uh, part of the show this week. Yeah. And uh, So I wanted to piggyback on what Dallas said earlier. Uh, I, I'm i a perfect example of what Father Lynn said in, in Pittsburgh, because <laughs> I grew up all Roman Catholic Neighborhood Italian immigrants, Corpus Christi, school across the street, church on the other side of the street, walk to school in the 60s. There was this movement out to the suburbs, exactly what you said. And I went to uh church out there at the a new church, it was brand new, Saint Susanna's. And uh, so yeah, it's it's it, Pittsburgh has continued that, that movement and uh. In fact, it's, it's, you can't find uh, records now. If you try to find records at, at Corpus Christi, they've, they've, you know, got together with other churches right. to, to keep it going. So, yeah, uh, I love that, you know, growing up with an a, a Italian community was really special for me. Uh, I was baptized there at Corpus Christi, um, received first Holy Communion. Uh, and then we moved out to, to the suburbs, and I uh, was confirmed at uh, St. Susanna's. And unfortunately, that same year, that confirmation was in May. And in that same year, my mom uh, and my dad and my brother, unfortunately, were in a car accident. I was not in the car, and my mom uh, passed away in, in that accident. My dad was an, an amazing uh, person, a jazz drummer. Um, he was... a Became the president of the Maine Society for Western Pennsylvania. Not a big churchgoer. So when my mom passed away, here we were, 12 years old. And I have an identical twin brother who actually uh, plays drums on the, uh, on the album. And uh, we, that was kind of the, the uh, attachment to going to Mass. And I didn't really consciously wake up one day and say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to. Church anymore or going to Mass. I will say though, I I wandered. Um, I was grieving the loss of my mom. And so uh, it was, you know, years later, about five, six years later, when I just happened to, uh, I would look at it this way I I went, moved into a more personal, as an adult relationship with Christ, more understanding of what that meant. Um, however, I, I, I even to this day, I look back on all the things that I learned as a child, um, going to church with Mom, going to Mass, going through the whole liturgical calendar, hearing the stories. Um, it, it it never left me. And uh, so fast forward all the way through that, through, as you mentioned, uh, college, and I felt like I wanted to help people. My call to ministry was was simply that i i that was the thing I knew that would maybe allow me and give me an opportunity <clears throat> excuse me to help people, so I finished that um, and went to uh, seminary got my MD and did the pastoring but I, I will say this um, not just to this audience but um, for me personally. there are certain things that not just as a child, but in my heart, were, um, I would say, imprinted in my soul as a child, in my faith. And all those years, uh, a lot of great things happen. Anytime you, I think, when you yield yourself as a tool in God's hands, He's faithful to use you in some way. So, But I have to say... uh, after, in 1998, when I um, I left the pastor, I never thought in my mind I was leaving ministry. I was shifting from the, the pulpit ministry, leading a, a Baptist congregation, into uh, allowing God to use the music um, as an outreach, which the first uh, four albums that, uh, that I did were all very specific Christian original songs that I put out there. But all through that time, um, there was, I don't know how else to say this other than to say that it felt like something was missing. Uh, And I was on this search and, you know, continued to help people sing, write songs uh, in my own personal devotional life. And then, uh, fast forward the cybersecurity, uh, was a way for me to make a living unless you're, you're really, really good and really world famous. You, you can't make a living writing your songs and, you know, putting them out there. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to do unless you're somebody like Adele or Ed Sheeran. But, uh, for me, uh, I got into cybersecurity for 10 years, uh, Tim and, and learned a lot. Um, I worked alongside our soldiers every day. Uh, grew um, greatly in my admir- admiration for these people in the last 10 years. These are men and women that have been deployed two, three, four times, and, um, and uh my job was to protect the assets of the united states army uh, i mean i led a team to do that i can't tell you anymore because i'd have to kill you oh, so <laughs> your you, your cybersecurity was part of government related government <laughs> i was a contractor The okay. deadly were kind of right so but anyway uh fast forward all the way to here uh i retired and uh, continued to do the music as you mentioned my wife Anne is uh is a civilian government civilian um and she Got a job. We were prayed for two years. We were looking for where God wanted us to be, and uh, we uh, got the job offer from the Air Force, which is out at Bluegrass Station here. At not Blue, not the one in Richmond, but the one out here in, uh, in, in, in Paris. Towards Paris. Paris Island, yeah. I guess yeah. It, yeah. So we moved here, and then uh, we, we went to a few churches, but... Uh, in short, when, the minute we walked into um, to our church, it, it was like the light went off inside of me. Um, you have to, you you can't ignore Father Loon.
1: <laughs> we try, I mean, we, yeah, <laughs> we Thanks do on, on, many, on days. many days. Well, we try. <laughs> I'm
5: going to just say it. I grew up with you know I had a, an Irish, wonderful Irish uh, priest all through my childhood, and, but he was. Didn't seem very approachable, and maybe because I was a kid, and you go to confession, and you're scared, and you're I don't know how anyone could be scared of fatherland. <laughs> no, I, I, all kidding aside, though, it was the approach—not just the fatherland, but the church uh, and mass and the liturgy. I don't know how else to say it, guys, but I just felt like I was home. So that first
3: Mass, Holy Thursday Mass, that was here at
5: St. John? No, no, Holy Thursday was in Arizona before. Arizona. That's where I felt like the Lord was reminding me, or how, whatever word you want to use. Hey, this is this is where you need to be again. You know, this is your home, and I really checked it, man. I I actually prayed, like you know, Lord, it's just I don't, you know, I don't want to just be you know sentimentally, you know, because it felt like my childhood, but it, it wasn't. It, uh, connecting all the theology, all the doctrine, all the years of ministry, and my understanding of all that, it just still came down to uh, that's right. In fact, what we did was I went back Friday to that church, did Saturday, and here I was, an a ordained Baptist minister, watching the Catholic Church on Saturday night, baptizing 20-some people, Immersing them in water in that particular, it was it was glorious. That was like, you know, Lord, I don't know what else you could possibly say to me. And then we went to Easter. So yeah, uh, when we came here, that's we realized that we wanted to continue, and uh, we came to uh, to our church, and it just was a continuation of the story. And, so, and even like Christmas, I came and helped one day because I'm retired. Right? I got lots of spare time. And it was great. Everybody pitching in, and all the decorations, and what a great faith community. I'm sure that it's not perfect. Nobody is when people are involved, but it's it's a it's a great, uh, great fellowship. And for those of you that may be out there, you know, looking for a church home, uh, plug for the church. Uh, this is a great place and uh, great people. I have to say, uh, Mass was amazing on Sunday. The Lord blessed with a. Very sunny, however warm. <laughs> very, but it was great. It was awesome, and so yeah, here we are. And we're happy to be in Georgetown. We love Georgetown, love the church, and I'm excited. I worked the last year very hard to put this album together, and uh, i am excited about what God may want to do with it. So you did
4: you 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 did write a, a song. Return to the Father, right? I, I'm working on that. That's going to be
5: on my next album, Father. So the next album is going to be um, back to a, a more a Christian-specific, Christian audience, and that song is going to be on there. I've got about nine, nine, ten songs written for that album, probably start recording in September and go from there. Yeah, so, yeah, it was... Uh that song came about pretty quickly when I think you and I we had discussed what God was doing and um it really is it's a return. Um and uh especially at a time like this, it's obvious. There's a lot of craziness going on. <clears throat> and I was thinking today about you know how much the Lord told us just do not be afraid. You mentioned it in your homily on, on Sunday, and so many people were afraid, and yet you read the words of Jesus. In Matthew 24, when he said, it's going to be crazy, guys, wars, famines, earthquakes. And, and if you look at all that stuff, it's, you know, but don't be fooled. Don't be afraid. And uh, I really, I feel, we feel a very uh, strong sense of community at our church and outreach, which is one of the other things that I was um, drawn to the church even in, in uh, Phoenix, or in excuse me, in Cerebristock. <coughs> Outreach is tremendous. Our amen program. I just, just hearing those statistics and their, their, their lives that were helping, right? And it feels so great as a parishioner to sit there and be part of a church where you have the amen house, just pounds and <laughs> hundreds and thousands of pounds of food and money given. And that's what we were supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I just really feel good being a part of that
3: change change the world that's what we're supposed to do you know
5: yeah and the great commission right yeah, yeah <laughs> the great commission and um i think uh this community is is a thriving community and, you know it's just having come here almost 2 years ago you know, you got the Toyota plant with 8,000 employees, and I think our county is something like 57,000 people. Which yeah. I retired from, by the Did way. you really? So, you, did you build uh, Lexus and uh, well, Rav4s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Camry mostly out there, <laughs> but
3: I was there just a hair short of 30 years, so... Uh.
5: You know, and, and uh, just as an aside, uh, I keep w- looking at the, the statistics that come from the state office, and it's phenomenal, When you realize 57,000 people... Eight thousand people crowding in a at some level into a manufacturing plant, and according to the state, we have thirty four or five confirmed cases of covid that that is such a phenomenal phenomenally small amount of um, of people that that have the virus <clears throat> but i I wrote uh, you mentioned the album following another day. The song was written before COVID, but it was really written with the idea of encouraging people um, how much we need love and faith, and particularly the love of God and faith in God and love and faith in each other. To get through times, I mean, um, it's been said a million times, but I'll say it again. Who would have thought that four months ago we'd all be wearing masks to Kroger and and to church and not be able to receive the Eucharist. I mean, who would have thought that? And circumstances, as I mentioned in the song, they're a fickle thing. We just do not know. And um, so I wrote the song just to encourage people. I took some examples from my life and some examples um, in recent history. I used the the World Trade Center, of course. And then in 2017, I picked one that, um, where the, you remember when the, the, the Vegas shooting, you know, and I put I, I did some research on that, uh, Father, and it was amazing. You had 22,000 people at that concert the night that he opened fire. He shot 1,100 rounds over these people, and 58 died, but what you realize is that all those thousands of people are going to remember the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of rounds coming over. These are not trained military people. And so how do they deal with that? Well, you go. You need love of people, love of God, faith in the Lord that He's going to see you through. That's what that's what another
4: day is about, and it's the title track of the album. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been follow your 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 posting. Oh, okay. you know, a lot of great reflection and and some thought in that concern. You know, from for me, around this time of COVID nineteen is so critical. There, there is a critical point that. That drawn each and every one of us to recognize not the COVID nineteen, okay. but recognize our family, recognize our friends, <clears throat> recognize the connection, and you know how we can extend that support. You know, uh, yeah. th- that's what the core of faith is about, isn't it?
5: And I've um, I've heard stories in our family of of some of the people that are actually it's the the positive side of it. They're sitting at home for three months. Don't go to work. And if they take the opportunity, which uh, it sounds like I'm plugging the album. Oh, I guess I'm plugging the album. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You can plug the the album. The song Life Is is about that. So, uh, for instance, one young man, uh, he he was trying to figure out what to do with his life. He was working a dead-end job, and now he's reporting that, hey, you know, I've had three months to sit around and think about my life, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do this. And I rejoice with that. So, it. Yeah, that's the song. Life is is another kind of. Uh, I didn't. I don't want these songs to be preachy because I I certainly don't have anything figured out. Most of them are from life experiences, not just as a pastor, but as a husband and a father. And life is is just saying stuff happens, and life is what you make it to be. So I use three examples. One is a guy I met in a grocery store in Sierra Vista. and he had moved from Wisconsin to start a new life with his wife in sunny Arizona. She died three months later, and he was telling me he was going back to Wisconsin and getting a farm together. I used him as an example of military guys in in the second verse, and I was really um, hearing stories about, and, you know, you see him once in a while, but it hasn't stopped since 2003. These guys have been going over there, and gals. That was one, and then one who guy got, you know, an older guy gets turned away from his job, loses his pension, loses everything. What does he do? Well, in the job and the, the song, he said, Mommy, he took his wife and they went to the beach. They always wanted to live on the beach. So he, you know, did that. So I, I don't know, Tim, if you, I, I really, yeah, you're right. If we can let's just, say, yeah, let's yeah. hear that song.
1: All right, let yeah. me see. Let's, let me get this right here. I think I'm ready. Yeah, this is called Life is. maybe. Oh, hold on. Start it over. Uh, oh, okay. You ready?
5: Yeah. There we go. Technology is great when it, it works. Yeah, when It
1: works. Sometimes it's just a button.
5: So this is, uh, the first track of the song and, of the album, which will be released by the way, on, uh, June 15, uh, on all the major, uh, uh, online stores, as well as my website. So I, I don't know if you put it up there, but we did. It's real hard to remember. It's BillRenn.com. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in early. I, I, <laughs> so you can see it there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
1: so yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, we want to push people that way. So yeah. you push people our way, we push people your way.
5: I will. So pray for me. Um, you know, I. I, I want to uh, have a, a marriage of. Uh, the music and ministry, um, which I think, if, I think the one word the Lord uses with me more than anything is wait. Just you know, stop, stop talking, be still, listen to me, and wait, and do the next thing. And I'm convinced that part of Anne and I being in this congregation in this parish is is to serve. Uh, I don't even know what that's going to be. Maybe this is part of it. Who knows? But we just want to be available, and um, she's she's had a lot of, and has always been Catholic. Her her parents, she's one of nine children, Irish Catholic family, and uh, so I really bless the Lord for her influence in my life, and, and the Lord definitely used her to bring me back to the Catholic uh, faith. But anyway, she's had so many things in church that she's done too. So, but we're you know we're just taking a step at a time.
1: Well, I mean, I know Denise is listening. <laughs>
5: I think it's Denise, the music minister. She's already asked. She said, I'll, uh, I'll if you play or something like that. So, uh, Oh, by the way, I as a musician and uh, you know, a singer-songwriter, I love the, uh, the it's the creation uh, that we use. Right? That's a creation. Right, that's a creation. I just love the music. The first time I came, and I'd heard it before, but the first time I came and we did The Lamb of God, I was just, I was standing there. I think we were kneeling maybe at that point. I was just I was just because that is such a that's an amazing song and and uh um, what a great worship. Right there in the time of the Eucharist it it really ministered to me. So I, I really love the, the mass of creation and, and the music. It's really and the by the way, as a new guy and new family, the uh the guitars and it's such a refreshing a change. It's, you know and we have so much talent in this early Sunday that was great to sing and can't. Everything was just, you know, so I pretty, really praise the Lord for uh, all the talent in the church. And, you know, I'm, I'm open to be a part, however God would, would lead that. So.
1: Well, I think we, I've got a list here, ways you can <laughs> contribute and help. <laughs>
5: Wait, that says cantaloupe, tomatoes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That actually says Catholic but, questions. Oh, you okay. could become a knight of Columbus. No. Okay. Both of you could become a knight of Columbus. Okay. Uh you could obviously be in the music ministry. I mean, throw some other things out there, brother. I mean Oh,
4: you know, we talk we talk planting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. He's trying to get me on the golf course. Used,
3: yeah, you're used to preaching, right? You can get up and at least um, yeah. uh, uh, a lecture, read the read the uh, Word of God. I'm used to
5: being in front of people, of course, and I don't know how it is in the Catholic seminary, but we had to Get up in front of our peers twice on video, and then everybody gets to critique
1: your. your hom- Tim, <laughs> Tim, we kind of remember that I'll be yeah. on video. And oh, that was oh, fun! Yeah.
5: That was great! That was.
1: I could probably dig those videos out if you want.
5: Uh, I'd rather have a root canal than do that again. But, it was, but uh yeah, and then I've done a lot of praise and worship leading. Uh, at worked for a ministry, and we traveled around the country, and uh, I did the the music beforehand. So, yeah, I just I think music. Father Lynn and I talked about this um, it reaches the soul and that's God's you know even back David with the choirs like nobody did that before and you're just like what is this choir thing about well it's just people you know it's just the rehearsal I think for heaven right so we're that's just right. get, we're I, just getting used and to and it and I think
1: and that's that's going to be a challenge right now because one of the requirements in Lexington for Mass indoors is no singing right? no singing no singing
5: yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know how you how we deal with that, but I I think it was great that we could meet outside and sing all we wanted to, as long as we kept social distance. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what we need to. Uh, you know, I, I was reading Christ the King's reopening plans, and if I get this right, this Sunday A through K can apply for tickets. Right. Next Sunday L through Z can apply for tickets.
3: Oh wow! Wow.
1: And you know. We need to be advertising in Lexington saying, just yep. come on out. <laughs> we just, need to do that, right? Just yes. c- come on out. Just and, come, on right. come on out. Come on out. We have an open door. Yeah. So Bring a blanket. What you say, A through K? A th- L through Z so is, is what? Next week. Oh, so a through K is this week.
3: <laughs> come to St. John's or, or Cardone, you know.
5: Well, and that was the other thing, too. Uh, again, you know, as a new guy, a new family, to have the, the Cardone Center is just phenomenal. I mean, in this size community and uh, it was so cool on Sunday to there, we had got, hey guys, we got plenty of <laughs> room. There's, there's lots of green grass and trees and shade and, and uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it was awesome.
1: Except uh, up where we were, there was no shade.
5: Yeah, it was obvious. I think you were you were getting your uh, brow. Oh, that was Skip. It's now, Skip just, was oh, Skip.
1: Right. He's not here, but Skip was out on the front and he was roasting. There was no doubt. You were getting pretty hot up there too when you were preaching. You sweat. <laughs> I mean.
4: The fire of the
5: Holy Spirit. Fire and brimstone. Right we
1: may we may change the seating around a little bit depending on how sunny it is this weekend.
5: Well it, uh, yeah, this morning
1: I looked and who knows? It changes here in Kentucky. Sixty
3: nine and sunny. Sixty
1: nine and sunny. Even Steve the camera guy had to put a cap on, right? I mean, he was, not enough. It was it was he was Full expose there, just baking down on him. So, no, obviously music's an important part of it. And and, and Denise and Ann and... uh, Catherine. Catherine and... And uh, Megan. Megan did a great job. Steve uh, DeMores did a good job, and his daughter... What's her name? Becky. Becky just did a great job of getting all that put together. And and, uh, Steve and I were talking about, you know, the mass the combination of, of the music and the video was probably the best one we had done so far. And we, it was the first time outside for us too. So oh, was, yeah, so it was a lot a, of firsts on Sunday, a lot of firsts. Yeah. You got another one coming up? Uh, have
5: that actually played here. I guess, um, let's see. I don't know how much time we have. So I,
1: we, we've got all the time in the world.
5: All right. So this is another day. This is the one that, uh, I was talking nope. to father Lynn. We were, this is the one about, he called it the COVID song. <laughs> <laughs> What's you the know, title? You get that, it's just called Another Day. It's the title track
1: from the album.
3: Yeah. Let's listen to a few, uh, minute or so. You we crank it up? Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I remember 1959. People can't. Folks were oh. TV was free. Life was good. Unlocked doors in the neighborhood.
3: Boy, that brings back memories if you listen to those words. Yeah, That's absolutely sick. it does. Free TV. Unlocked
1: doors.
6: <laughs> I yes. 1965, the year that our dear mama died. Twelve years old, our whole world changed. Take a pill, take away the of pain Circumstances are a fickle thing You never know what tomorrow brings I need love, I need faith To face uncertainty Another day Another day I remember 2001. The day was dark on 9 one The towers fell, the people died The flag was soaked with tears we cried I remember 2007 Fifty-eight souls went to heaven 22K, a Route 91, 1100 rounds from a sick man's gun Circumstances are a fickle thing You never know what tomorrow brings We need love, we need faith To face uncertainty
5: another day now uh, this part, before you do that, it tends you know, This is the whole point of the song right here about faith in God and our future.
6: I look forward to the coming day. When heaven comes, love will reign. We will sing a new refrain. No more death and no more pain. Circumstances are a fickle thing.
3: You That's pretty much know. it. I mean, I, I preach, like that. One. I, yeah, I loved it. That was in the good. Let's <laughs> do the words. But I preach about that all the time. You don't know
5: the yeah. other day. Be prepared. You know, and I'm unfur- prepared to I see face to face. I guess unfortunately, in some way, but fortunately, I don't know. You know, I went to bed uh, July 11th, 1965, and I woke up July 12th, 1965, and my mother was dead. You just never know, and um, yeah, and ultimately we know we, uh, we're the victors, right? We can't lose. We really can't lose. And that's hard sometimes to, you know, feel as true when the world's turned upside down and you, 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 know, you lost your job and, you know, you're on unemployment and, and you know, you're, you're, uh, your wife gets sick with COVID or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think the Lord uh, ever promised a, a great life on this planet. He promised uh, a great life in eternity, you know, and, and it's it's such a stark story. But just as a point, we're all familiar with, the, you know, the uh, Lazarus story. Um, poor man Lazarus. I mean, it, <laughs> what kind of life is that? You know, who signs up for that kind of life? And yet, it's just something about my heart that just. Isn't completely settled on the fact that it's all about eternity. I want this place to be fair. I want it to be nice. <laughs> I want, you know, no COVID. I want everybody to get along, no riots, protests, or whatever. It just isn't going to happen. And, uh, but, you know, the hope is that I get through another day, Dallas, because uh, I know that in him, I'm, it's settled. You know, in him, I have, the one who created me uh, in the womb, who is going to come, as I mentioned in the song, and he's going to um, transform us into something we have no concept. Of how amazing is, as the Apostle Paul said, we have no idea what it's going to be like. It's just going to be, it's going to be amazing.
4: But uh, anyway, but that's very crucial, isn't it? The i the, the whole thing to learn to to have a debt deep trust, you know, that that's faith. Yep. And we have to have that before we can go beyond ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think,
5: um, as we all know, the opposite of that is no hope mm. and without hope, you know, where do you go? Um, you know, it, you, know, you really, see,
1: it, you see it every day though. You see people, oh, Absolutely. and it's just one of those things where you, You wonder how they get through it. I mean, like you—you obviously had faith. I mean, you were young, but you still had faith that helped you get through it. Well,
5: I made a point in the song. There's a reason I put that line in there: "Take a pill, take away the pain." I was a kid. My mom had died. I spent five years trying to numb the pain. You know, it's an amazing thing. You know, there's a difference between numbness and peace, right? Mm. And and there's a ton of things in this world that will give you get you numb. You know, we all know those really numb, but peace is just kind of like you know, a lot different so yeah you're, i did but it took a wow. while you know for me to get through but till i was 19 to actually you know like oh there's a lot of anger there you know like why did god love my why did he um you know let my mother die um why did why didn't he keep that from happening and in a time of uh kind of um pulling a what you might call a a a David, you know, I was pouring out my heart to the Lord, you know, saying, you know, why? I don't understand. And uh, as I've read, as as we all have those Psalms, and it's like, David doesn't hold back. It's like, how long? When is this going to, how long are you going to not judge the wicked? Well, for me it was, why did you do that? And I have to just tell you what, what the sense that I got from the Lord when I actually was quiet and listened to, I think, the Holy Spirit in my heart. Uh, gave me a truth that I've held on to since that day, and that was 15, 20 years ago. He said, you know, (laughs) you're going to get your mom back, and you're going to be in a place that can never be taken away from you because I loved our house. It was the first house we had because my dad was trying to make it as a drummer, and we had to live with family and stuff. Our house it was our house tim we, we we painted it the way we wanted to. It was the first time the four of us, my brother and my mom and dad, were together, and the Lord said, "I know that was great, but you're going to get her back, and you're going to be in a place that no one can ever take away from you and in that moment, I realized that gives me peace that's
1: <sighs> rather than Pushing it down with whatever, you know. Yeah, so we, we definitely are not in control, right?
5: I, mean, that's the, <laughs> yeah, I hate that part. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really true. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's one of the things about the, our faith that's that's so good, right? You know, people. One of the best things about the Catholic faith, like at a funeral, you know, unlike some of our Protestant brothers and sisters, <laughs> who automatically preach that their their mom and dad or have gone to heaven or whatever. You know we don't know right, we give it up to the Lord right, and that faith in God that He knows who we are, I mean, I think that's a blessing of our faith it takes that it takes that burden off off of us, and uh you know it, some people i guess some people don't like that, but for me, I think it's one of the best things about our faith.
5: well, I can say as having done a lot of Protestant funerals uh that I really relate to what you just said, Tip, because I struggled with that. Because families want to hear things and they want to hear happy thoughts and comforting thoughts, but I always struggled, and I didn't give them false hope. I thought that was wrong on my part. I, uh, a good example we had of a, a, a young guy who was on our softball team, and I I played softball to my no, oh, we got something. In common. No way. Do you, so you go from you know outfield when you're in your 30s and 40s, they put you on second base. I started a catcher. And the worst.
1: <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> the worst place was catcher. We had a kid, and I won't
5: mention his name, but he struggled so much with alcoholism and drink uh, and, and uh, taking uh, you know prescription meds and stuff. And I was just about to start service one night, and he uh, the hospital had called and, and said that he had uh he had intentionally overdosed wow and so of course he was attending our church and they wanted me to do the funeral and he wanted he had told me his favorite song was knocking on heaven's door you know bob dylan and so i had my guitar and i stood in front of the people and at the funeral and and I, I prayed and prayed before because I did you know, I went through that whole thing. I don't know where Rocco. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know that. And so I didn't. I I, I asked, well, you know, how do what do you want me to say to these people? And so, you know what I did was I just offered the up the without being too I don't know, crass about it or not crass but you know, insensitive, in I offered up the gospel story. Yeah. I offered up you know, this is this that's is the what, truth. This is this is what Jesus offers us, and and he offered it to Rocco. I shouldn't say his name but anyway. He, uh, you would know him in Pittsburgh, but uh, and it, but anyway, yeah. He so I, and I felt like that was, uh, and I never actually hadn't connected with that with the, our Catholic faith till you just said that, and because it really bothered me because I I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to give people false hope. Um, I didn't feel like that was what the Lord wanted me to do. You know, so.
1: No, and uh, again, I think that's a that's a gift. I know you feel that way. You you see that, and I'm pretty sure you feel that way too. I mean, I've been to a lot of I've, I've been to a lot of Protestant funerals, um, and I actually I work with a uh, with a Protestant minister, Baptist minister. We're we're good friends. Uh, we work together for 20 years. You know, we have different theology, right? Yeah. And we he's trying to convert me, and I'm trying to convert him. I like to say that, but <laughs> but uh, you know you know I I respect his beliefs. Uh, but it's a fundamental difference between Catholicism and and Protestantism is is what happens at death and, and we don't know <laughs> and and you know up until a long well, just a little while ago it used to be the church up before Vatican II the church really taught that you had to be Catholic mm-hmm. to to get into heaven and Vatican II changed that you know opened the possibility of of other other denominations getting into to, to heaven and and you know the bottom line is. We don't know. (laughs) That's why
5: I love the word that I hear a lot and heard a lot as a child. And then coming back into uh, the Catholic faith, the word mystery, Mm -hmm. you know, and we use it a lot because there's a lot of mystery. (laughs) It's a lot of stuff. We just, I guess I would say two things. And in seminary, we went through this a lot. It's not only knowing that there's a mystery, but it's being okay that you don't know everything. You, You, That's but that's faith, right? I don't know, Lord, but I'm going to trust you that, you know, you got this, so to speak, and I'm going to follow you. Absolutely. And, yeah.
3: I am well, just curious. Well, just curious. In the, in the, was it Baptist seminary? Or yeah.
5: Southern Baptist, very concerned. How would they yeah. have
3: held, how would they have taught you the scripture where St. Paul, we're talking about, we don't know at death. Right. Where Paul himself said, I have nothing on my conscience. Right. But, I leave the judging up to God. I don't even know where I'm going. So how would how would a Baptist have handled? I that think. Uh,
5: well, first of all, I think we just ignored it. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, and and with, with, when it doesn't hit, hit your theology, well, that's the, well, the well, actually, proper course of action.
5: Well, I think the the important thing is, um, and is is you know they found something else to to support the theology. And the obvious one that they use a lot was, um, you know, the thief on the cross. Right? Today, you'll be today you'll be with me in paradise. Well, the truth is, as you look at that, and of course, I had to take two years of Greek, and I, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what that word means. What does that mean that you're going to be with me in paradise? We don't really know. So, to answer your question, I I think. In that case, I think the, the historical theology starts to get read into the Scripture at, at at some level. And and for me, as I've hopefully matured in my faith, I've definitely matured in my life physically, um, I have to be more and more okay with letting go of things that I don't know about. Like, you know, for instance, Matthew 24, you know, the angels don't know, not even the Son knows, only the, the Father knows. And I'm amazed at the plethora of people in the world that are convinced they're going to find
1: the day. By, <laughs> and they know. And, and they're, they're convinced they know.
5: You, why would you do that if Jesus said, you know what, this is a secret that you're never going to figure out because God's holding it very close. So, yeah, we do. We're human. We want to know. You know. What I but, think is funny is, I
3: mean, just when I had my revert, reversion and the studying I did, th- little things as simple as where you put the comma, and, you know, who decides where the comma goes? It changes, yeah. you know, just like you're talking about the thief on the cross. I remember hearing a commentary saying, right. "Well, I mean, he said, uh, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Well, if I say to you today, comma, you will be with me. He's talking about today he's saying it, but you will eventually be with me in paradise. You see what I'm saying? Right. But if you say, you know, I say to you, comma, Today you will be with me, it changes the whole, that comma changes the whole time.
5: Yeah, I think, too. Um,
1: <sighs> yeah, no commas in Greek.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there were no lowercase. Exactly. Like it's all written in caps. And no punctuation. But, you know, I've, to uh, piggyback on what you're saying, the, um, the interesting thing to me is, um, and this is how, this is one of the reasons I, I'm called my my little email piece, uh, A Positive Vibe. And what I mean by that is not just to feel good, you know. Whatever, I think it's important for all of us to claim faith in Christ. What I mean, obviously, are the the fundamentals. You know, the He is who He is. Because a lot of people will knock on your door, no names mentioned, and talk about Jesus all day, but they're not talking about the Jesus of the the gospel. But all I would, I want to encourage myself as well as others, to reach out and find the things that we have in common that relate to, uh, you know, the sacred scriptures, the sacred traditions, um, and and try to walk hand in hand. I, was it Augustine that says we don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand? Um, I, I think we, we don't sacrifice any of the things, the dogma, that we are, you know, convinced that uh, is what... Is what the Lord would have us believe. But at the same time, find, instead of taking a piece of paper and putting a list of things we disagree on, as long as they're not basically fundamentals of salvation, there are probably some things that we, if we agree on those, there's some things that, you know, yeah, like, are the Church of Christ people? Are they right that there's not going to be any instruments in heaven? I don't know, but I think um, you know, down south in Texas, say, you know, brush shoulders with a lot of Church of Christ. Pastors and church people, I think they believe the historical, uh, you know, account of Christ and would agree that he's the only way to salvation, but. There's something I, I, as a piano player and a guitarist, I don't, I don't, I want there to be a piano. (laughs) I
6: think there's going to be a piano. Well,
1: Father Lynn wants golf in in heaven, too, right? He's going to wear
6: his title, his hat. (laughs) He's going to have that at the gates.
1: (laughs) We all have our own perception of what heaven's going
3: to be. You're not allowed to handicap in in, in heaven and golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No mulligans. Divine mercy.
1: That's funny.
5: Um, actually, as far as the music, I, there's only one other song I'd like to share with you guys. Um, this is, well, um, how do I say this? How do I introduce this, uh, in a way that I, uh, <laughs> that, um, this is my second marriage. Um, I married my children's mother, uh, at a very early age, uh, had no clue what marriage was, blah, blah, blah. Well, my point isn't that. My point is that uh, one of the things I love, and we 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 say the prayer at mass about marriages and supporting marriages and supporting Location, yeah, the of vocation, yeah, prayer vocation. vocation, and I'm actually <clears throat> almost got it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> we'll change it when you yeah. get it memorized. Oh yeah, well I've got <laughs> between the Nicene Creed and the Apostles Creed, I've. Ann and I say it every morning, and we're like somewhere in the middle right now <laughs> putting it up. But anyway, so um, I wrote this song at a marriage retreat years ago. Um, not too many years ago, but I never recorded it. But I thought on this album, I wanted to record this song. It's a country song. Um, and while I'm talking about the recording real quick, I want to do a shout out to uh, John Howard uh, Oakwood. Recording studios on Harrisburg Road. Uh, you can look it up and the, an amazing producer, brother in the Lord, uh, went to Asbury, very connected to Asbury Seminary, but he's an amazing guy and helped really helped this. And a great Irish Celtic uh, musician named Maggie Lander, uh, did the fiddle on this and did the, the harmony. But this song is called Two Hearts. And it's a song celebrating, uh, marriage. Let me cue this up oh. here real quick. Yeah. Uh, get
1: something else playing there,
5: yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, well,
1: we'll <laughs> definitely get uh, copyright <laughs> issues with that. <laughs> just yeah, let, me know, just are, let me know when you're ready. But
5: yeah, let me, let me get to Okay, here we go.
1: What's the title on this one? Oh, Two
5: Hearts, Two Hearts, Two Hearts. I'm thinking about doing a video
1: of this, Lord willing. I know a good videographer <laughs>
0: I don't
6: have much money And I don't own much land But I promise you, honey To do the best I can To kiss you every morning To hold you every night To always be there for you to tell you it's all right You and me Were meant to be Two hearts beating as one Through the, fun and the fire We'll walk hand in hand
2: When we're old and
6: retired I'll still be your man To kiss you every morning To hold you every night To always be there for you old lips will say Thank you my sweet baby For every single day You kiss me every morning You help me every night You always were there for me To tell me it's alright You and me we're meant to...
1: song about vocations mm-hmm. yeah, yeah vocation of marriage yeah
5: I just want to say uh, uh, to wrap that song up is you know I I never planned on uh, my first marriage ending uh, in this planet it did I went through a lot of grief a lot of depression and I just you know we have been reminded this weekend and praying the uh, divine mercy rosary um, and it's It's, you know, uh, if it weren't for God's divine mercy and grace, where would I be? Uh, Amen. And (laughs) I have to tell you guys, man, I had, uh, there's only one reason my beautiful wife now invited me to mass. You know what it was? I'd had my car repossessed. We got so down, um uh, I was walking to everything, getting a ride to work. And, uh, after work, i uh, sitting down with some coworkers and, and worked in the same building. She, as I said, uh, ah, you know, I was going to go to, of course, you know, Protestants Monday, Thursday, it's, uh, same intent. And, um, she said, why don't she, why she come with me to mass and, uh. I, didn't, I never hesitated, and uh, when I went to with her to mass, it was uh, she had already was in you know I had she was her ma- her marriage ended too, and so but anyway, the point I want to share with you guys and folks listening, watching, whatever, is I need I, you know the truth really is if I were God, I would have left me a long time ago. Seriously and he doesn't he still reaches out it's like adam where are you (laughs) you know i'm ashamed i'm this i'm that and the other feels sorry for myself and right in the midst of that he brings this beautiful woman into my life that knows the lord is familiar with the faith that i grew up with and when i walked into that church that night i had no clue what it was going to feel like to be in And I have to say, when I walked out of that church after uh, the mass i was it was like i it was like God Tim just saying, "You know, I love you, you know you're still my child, uh yeah, you know you made some bad choices and mistakes, and it was almost like he I didn't even know what the next thing was, but he says, "I want you to get this part right and so it's I don't know how else to say that uh it's just very gratifying to me to that God is the God of second, third, fourth chance
3: seven times seventy you right seven and I don't seven. have to and I don't Infinite. have to
5: be perfect and I again it, it sounds like a there's so much for me to say about the church and it's not to um you know just to you know be nice because Father Lynn's sitting across the table. but the truth really is i walk into our church and i go through mass and i've had counseling with father lynn and i've met you the deacons this this parish is a place where the divine mercy of god reigns and it is it is promoted to such i didn't say we're perfect we're never gonna be but it there are many, trust me, guys, when I was traveling with ministries, I've been to so many churches, and they have a sign that talks about God's grace. But when you walk in the building and you meet the people and you participate in the service, you can't find God's grace anywhere. And in this church, from beginning to end, I've, I've experienced, and my wife and I have both uh, are rejoiced at in, in the um The way that you know mercy the mercy of god and the grace of god is not only talked about in the homily and portrayed in in the in the eucharist in the mass but in the people and um that 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 is intentional and i I really appreciate and i thank the lord for the opportunity to be a part of of a uh, parish like that
3: i don't know i think he said that pretty good yeah, I think it is. <laughs> now we do pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet every Thursday at uh, at St. John's. If you, uh,
5: yeah, during, during adoration. What time? What time? Three o'clock.
3: Yeah. three in the afternoon.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm what well, the only thing I have to do is pick up Ann at uh, at four o'clock. So
1: um, it only takes what fifteen minutes, right.
5: right? It takes ten to fifteen when we do. Yeah. So yeah, that. Um, that that would be great. Thanks, though. I will I will participate in that.
1: He's usually the one that's opening and closing because none of none of the rest of the clergy are very dependable. <laughs> oh my goodness, He's, he said that. I he didn't. said that right. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, he does do a lot, doesn't he, Father <laughs> Lynn? Dallas. Remember that. On, he has no
4: choice <laughs> on,
3: on <laughs> <laughs> our next evaluation, next week. which is coming up. Uh, evaluations are we coming up in re-
4: June. Re- we were reminded. It's today. a lot of ad clothes.
1: Yeah. Well, Bill, we're. we're we're glad you came in. Love yeah, the music. Yeah. I, I can't wait to download it. So, right. uh, when's it going to be released again?
5: Uh, June 15. Uh, you can do go to my site now, uh, everybody, and you can get a free 30 second stream preview of every song. Just go to the site and go to the it'll go to the music page, and it's on there. And uh, June 15, I will be putting um, files on the uh, the the site for for download and I'll just tell you up front, Amazon's gonna charge nine ninety nine for this album. I'm charging less. Um and of course you can on the site you can do a track at a time, uh or you can do the album. I think I'm Thinking about like eight ninety five or something, and I I think I might even include a PDF of the lyrics. Don't know if people really want those, but and the background story, a sentence or two of each. I think because I think sometimes it's um, a blessing to people. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Deacon Tim, for inviting me to be on the show.
1: It's been a pleasure. Father Lynn said, "Hey, we got this guy in 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 our parish now. I think he'd be a great guest." And I have to agree. Great, great story. Great, great faith journey. uh, Great life experiences and you know really really using god's gift to you, you your music to to tell the story so it's uh it's, i'm glad you came uh, i appreciate it we can i can see I, a lot more, more, more bill trying yes <laughs> I, I think i saw him at the communion line Whiz <laughs> by me on sunday Shroom.
5: yeah we were we stopped and then we weren't i weren't sure we were not sure where they're supposed to stop and i believe that i think we've got communion from uh dallas and so we were yeah, it was great.
1: It, the the reason I know I saw you is because I was doing my research and I saw this hat. You were wearing <laughs> that hat Sunday, weren't you?
5: Uh, I was wearing something similar like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a lighter one. Yeah. Yeah. So those are uh, actually, they call them fedoras, but it's actually Philby, uh, English Philby. <laughs> yeah. my, that's only because my dermatologist here in Georgetown is. You know, yeah. you know those things burned off. Yeah, you start yeah, wearing yeah. hats. after the, You should just do what I do. What do you do?
1: I don't go to the dermatologist.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance is bliss,
1: man. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else for Bill?
4: No. all good. Thank you for being here with us. Bill. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome to stay. Don't learned. go
1: anywhere. We're, we got just a couple more things to, to kind of wrap up. Hang One up of the things. things that we haven't done for a while is a uh, saint of the day, which I guess Protestant ministries wouldn't like saint of the day, mm. would they?
5: uh i don't know that's a matter of not liking it i don't know
1: i don't pray to saints no we don't pray to saints either though do we we yeah. pray to saints for their intercession not because we that's, that's we're not that's in worship a, yeah
5: yeah but and that actually is a key word that's misunderstood by Protestants. they pray, don't they pray don't
1: just
3: understand. means to ask you know right it's yeah. interesting
1: yeah, right. so, so anyway we have a new feature uh, we were working with Frank uh, Fran, I do have a cough button Dallas right here so you can give me the signal. I need to get it so you have it. Uh, well, we we're working with Franciscan Media and uh, got permission from them. They've given me access to their site. So I have all of their uh, access to all their library and their Saint of the Day, which they broadcast on a multitude of stations. and uh, so for the first time, And if you're not familiar with it, you will be when you hear it. But for the first time on uh, Triple D, here's the Saint of the Day.
2: (laughs) This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for May 29th. Today we celebrate St. Madeline Sophie Barat. The legacy of Madeline Sophie Barat is found in more than 100 schools for girls operated by the Society of the Sacred Heart. Born in 1779, Madeline herself received an extensive education Much of it was at the hands of her seminarian brother, Louis, her godfather at baptism. He decided that his younger sister would learn Latin, Greek, history, physics, and mathematics, ideally without interruption and with a minimum of companionship. By age 15, she had also received a thorough exposure to the Bible, the teachings of the fathers of the church, and theology. Despite the rigid regime Louis imposed, young Madeline thrived and developed a genuine love of learning. By contrast, the education of other young women was at risk at this time, the time of the French Revolution. Madeleine, who had long been interested in religious life, entered the Society of the Sacred Heart and began a long teaching career. Her community operated schools for the poor as well as boarding schools for young women of means. In 1865, she was stricken with paralysis and died that year. She was canonized in 1925. There's more about the saints, along with inspiration and Catholic resources, at our website, SaintOfTheDay.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Did you recognize that, Father Lynn? Have yes. you ever heard that before?
1: No. Have you? Oh, no, have you heard Saint of the Day before from Franciscan mm-hmm. Media? Oh yeah. I think it's Steubenville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Does that sound right to you, Dallas?
3: I uh, don't. Uh, can't hear you. I took a break.
1: Sorry. I moved my <laughs> mic. Great show. Very much, great show. I hope so. <laughs> great show. Hello. 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 Is this on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when we have to ad lib, some people do better than others. Um, you, you ever experienced that before in your ministry? Where oh you
5: know, yeah, oh being I've been on stage in front of four thousand people and the guitar was plugged into the. It wasn't working right, and yeah, so you ad lib and you, you. Well, we just, we had you some. Te- just, you just stand there and go.
1: Uh, <laughs> we we had some technical difficulties here tonight too. Thank God that we had a camera that wasn't on me while we were trying to figure it out. So <laughs> it all, it all worked out. It should be it should still be good video. So we had a little black spot that lasted for about fifteen seconds, I think. But uh, it, it'll all be good. But I think the thing for me, the takeaway from today is ordinary people with extraordinary lives. You know, and. Everybody has a story, right? Everybody has a faith journey. They're all different. They're all important. They all have something that we can learn from. And, and I think what, to me, what I hope to accomplish through, through bringing ordinary people with extraordinary lives on the show is to to learn that our lives are important. That the things that we, ex, we experience and how we experience God, we can see in the people that we encounter, we can see the face of God. And a lot of times we're, we're moving too fast to allow Amen. that to happen. So Amen. to me, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. So we appreciate Bill coming in. Next week, we've got a guy who's going to join us, we think, right? We like to say this. Uh, we think he's going to join us because he said he's going to join us, but we'll know Wednesday. Uh, Mr. Gus Lloyd, a name you may be familiar with. Uh, for the past 20 years, Gus has been a popular speaker at conferences, retreats, and parishes Parish missions. He speaks on apologetics, evangelization, men's issues, marriage issues, and what it is like being a Catholic in the world today. But he's probably best known, and this is where we found him, obviously, uh, for his ra- his daily radio show, "Seize the Day," which can be heard weekday mornings on Sirius XM One Twenty Nine, the Catholic Channel. Out of uh, he's out of Florida, I think, right? Florida, Florida. Uh, station's obviously out of New York and under uh, Cardinal Dolan's uh, purview. Um, but it should be a good show. I think uh, Gus is a, a guy that if if you're on Facebook, you can follow his his Facebook page. Uh, he does uh, a minute in, of scripture you know, reflection, one minute reflection of scripture every every day. Uh, he does a little bit of Facebook live while he's doing his radio show, so you can kind of get to know him a little bit. But uh, and he's got a great story. He's he's a revert too. He's a guy that, <laughs> that left the church, uh, but what brought him back is is so uh, you you kind of left the church as a result of your mom passing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He kind of came back to the church because he almost lost a daughter, a, a daughter wow. in, in a in a swimming pool accident. But, wow! So great story. Um, I think it'll be a good time talking with him. Um, you guys got anything else over there?
0: No, um, I'm good. No.
1: What about Sunday mass? You want to say anything about Sunday mass?
4: Well, Sunday mass can be we celebrate Pentecost. You know, the birth of our faith.
1: Mm. Who's preaching?
4: Uh, I guess I am, uh, since yeah. both of my deacons are cop out on me.
1: <laughs> There's a schedule. We just stick to the schedule.
4: that <laughs> okay. not been May yet. <laughs> Who makes the schedule?
1: <laughs> that would be me.
4: <laughs> no, the Sunday of be unique because this Sunday, May 31st, is my 23 years anniversary as priest. Wow. But May 31st is a feast day of the visitation.
1: Which is moved, right? It's moved to Monday, right?
4: Yes. But the visitation is a group of religious sisters that govern huh. Oh, The visitation.
3: Sisters okay. of the I'm sure that'll come out in the homily, right? Oh,
4: definitely. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and Somewhere. then, you know, on the Feast of Pentecost, and we celebrate First Communion to a lot of young people. That's we got a lot of celebration to do. Great. God is good. All, All the, the time. time. All, All time. the time.
1: God is good. So, like we always say at the end of the show here, hit that like button on Facebook. Hit it right now if you're listening. I can watch. Hit it. Hit hit the like, the hearts, the hug. They got a new one. Have y'all seen the new one? It's it's uh, cares. I Social distance. No, well it's... did. <laughs> <laughs> they did the that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they're coming six feet apart. You know. I
5: love you, but not that much. <laughs> six feet apart. Love. Six feet love.
1: And if you're listening on uh, listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast site, hit the subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. We also encourage you to go to www.billrenn.com and check out Bill's album, June 15th. Dropping June 15th, right? Yeah. So do that. Uh, most important, tell folks. Let people know. Look at those things. Boom. popping up like crazy. Uh, most important, tell your friends. Tell them, encourage them to listen. If video's not their thing, that's fine. Uh, listen to it in the car on, a, on the way up and down the road. Father Lynn? Would you be so kind as to give us your blessing? Definitely. Gracious God, we give you
4: thanks for this wonderful opportunity that we may live and celebrate our faith. We give thanks for Bill who being here with us in his wonderful ministry as you brought him back to the church with Anne, continue to guide him, strengthen him in his ministry, and unite us in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I bless all of you listeners. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Go in peace,
1: right? Go in peace. Go in peace. Hey, until next week, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Lynn. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.
0: Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know. To make you notice me Let me be real here When I see you my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around It's a shame that my hands start shaking